Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everybody. Just uh, super glad to be back again for another episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. This is this is episode number 61, and we're going to be talking about flourishing and Psalm 92, Psalm 92. So that's right after Psalm 91, which is an amazing psalm. If you're not praying Psalm 91 over your life, over your family, if you've never really read it and thought about praying it, I want to encourage you to do so, and then just keep on reading head right on over to Psalm 92 so that you can kind of follow up in your Bible reading with what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Flourishing. What does it mean to flourish biblically? Uh, Spring. Spring is here. There's green stuff popping up all over the place. I really hope that that's true for you wherever you live, Um, like even all the way up in Canada. I hope it's starting to warm up and turn green and you can get outside a little bit. Um, And I know up there, there's still a lot of restrictions and things. I have some friends in Canada and getting out up there is not the same as getting out down here in the lower 48, but do what you can to, you know, get outside and breathe some fresh air and have some sunshine and maybe even have a little more quiet and hear from the Lord, what he would speak to you in spite of the kind of extreme lockdowns you're going through. I'm thinking of you, my friends in Canada. I really am. Um, You know, isn't it? It's refreshing to be fully in a new season. And that's why I think that it's, it's great when I start to see signs of spring. It's like, oh, yes, it's coming. It's coming. But then once I'm fully in a new season, oh, man, it's so refreshing. And once I fully transition into summer, that's going to be refreshing, right? It should be that way for us, like in every season, because it's one of the ways that God reminds us that seasons of life, he wants us to be refreshed in every single one. There's just something about fully being in the new season, like the transition from one to the other has ended. Enjoy the season you're in because you know, another transition, another season is coming, but just to really be refreshed in that season, it's kind of, um, you know, you get where I'm going with this, right? This all connects to this the subject matter for this episode, which is flourishing, because things really flourish in the spring. And um, we're really refreshed in the spring. So let's flourish in the house of our God in this season right now. Okay, so for episode 61 of the podcast, I I don't have just like one single verse, I have um, several verses from Psalm 92, that we're going to look at as we kind of think about God's promises to us because we always want to bring it back to God's promises to us. That's the whole point of this podcast for people to really know and to live believing that God's promises are absolutely true for them, right? Because they are, they are. So I'm going to bring it back around to God's promises, but be thinking about that word flourish as I get started. This kind of began for me as kind of a personal Bible study. And the more, um, I don't know, the more I kept reading and studying, the more that that idea that the word flourish and that that 
total truth that God wants his people to be a flourishing people, uh, it just kind of resonated with me. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is a podcast episode. These verses are too good for me to just kind of hang on to myself. You know, when the Lord shows you something, when he does that by his Holy Spirit, when he teaches you all things, and that's what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do. He said that in John 14, 26. So that's a really good option for your next memory verse, by the way. If you need a something to um, grab hold of for your next memory verse Monday, you know, um, John 14, 26 is a good one. Uh, when when the Holy Spirit teaches you this new thing, you may have a sense that you should probably share that with somebody or with several somebodies, plural. It doesn't make much difference if you're five years old or if you're 105 years old. You can really, really bless somebody by just sharing the truth. And we know that the truth is based in Jesus. The truth is based in the word of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So truth is found in the Lord. When you get some truth from the Lord and you feel that sense that you need to share it, please do. Please share it. Just bless somebody. Bless somebody. Now think about this. Think of like a toddler comes toddling up to you. They're pulling at your pant leg and they're saying, hey, 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 God wants me to tell you that he loves you and that you're really special to him. And then they just toddle off. What would that mean to you? Would it not mean a lot? Would you not just be like, oh my gosh, God spoke to me. He sent a toddler on wobbly little chubby legs to tell me that he loves me and I'm special to him. That would stick with you probably until your very last day. That is what difference you can make for somebody when you share God's truth with them. And I mean it when I say it doesn't matter if you're five or 105, somebody 105 shares a word with you. You're like, man, they're taking time to share with me from the depth of their wisdom, from a lifetime of understanding. And, you know, they're probably a little more choosy about where they invest their time as they're rolling into toward the end of their life. That would be meaningful to you. You doing that for somebody else, it's meaningful. So please, please do that. If God's putting something on your heart, share it, share it. Okay, um, it's really important. It's really important, age five or 105, to say the things that matter to one another while we have the opportunity. Uh, so here we are. We're going to look at the word flourish, flourishing from a biblical perspective. And I don't really think I can encourage, hmm, how do I want to say this? I don't think I can encourage you all that much if I only... Um, tell you about like the worldly definition of the word flourish. Sometimes on the show, I'll, I'll go through a whole lot of definitions of words um, in my study time, in my prep. I may share some here. Um, sometimes when I do like an online teaching or something, I'll share definitions of words that are just from like a standard dictionary. But in today's case, I really want to avoid that, just like a secular type of a definition. And I want to just see what God says. So we're going to be looking, when we define the word flourish, we're really going to be looking at the using a Strong's concordance. It's a beautiful thing. And looking at the original Hebrew definition for the word flourish. And there's more than one Hebrew word for flourish. So we're going to, we're going to get into that. So this is a biblical type of definition. Just wanted to kind of, um, you know, set the tone for that. So, you know, you're probably not going to find this. You might find some of this if you look it up in a secular dictionary, like by secular, I mean, it's not purely Christian based. It doesn't mean wrong. It just means it's not a, it's not a Bible dictionary. Um, you might find some of the same things, but I want you to get this from, I want you to get the depth out of it that God wants you to get out of it because he used those specific Hebrew words on purpose and, and for a good reason. So let's figure out what that reason is. 
Um, and of course, I'm going to share some verses that pertain to this. So Psalm 92, let's, uh, let's maybe look at verses 12 through 15. Psalm 92, 12 through 15, and I'm in the Amplified today. The righteous will flourish like the date palm, long-lived, upright, and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust, in love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So you've heard me talk before on the podcast about bearing fruit in old age and the wonderful promises God gives us about that. And so that's mentioned here in Psalm 92. Um, But I want to see, I'm just going to scan really quickly and count the times I see the word flourish. I think I see it three times in these verses, flourish. I don't mean, I I almost don't want to say anything after that. Did you, did you hear that? Did you like really actually hear it? Not just with your physical ears, but with your heart. Did you hear it spiritually with your spiritual ears? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. How many times did Jesus say that? Did it really get into your mind? Like where it can change your thinking and renew your mind. And did it just flat bless you? Because it should. Oh man, should this ever be a blessing to you? So, um, you know what? I just want to read it again. And as I read it, I want you to understand that what I'm doing here right now is I am speaking these verses over your life while I read them. Okay, so kind of lean in, listen up and hear the word of the Lord. This is for you today. So please, pretty, pretty, please don't miss this. Don't miss this. The righteous will flourish like the date palm, long lived, upright and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God, growing in grace. They will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. This is like all my absolute favorite things in one place, you can land on these verses and you can camp here and you can build here and you can live here. That's how tremendous, that's how awesome this is. Okay, so the righteous, that's all of us who have our righteousness in Christ alone. In Christ alone, he is our righteousness, the righteous will. Ah, will, what does will mean again? Oh yeah, will means will, W-I-L-L. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. They will flourish. They'll be long-lived, This isn't a short-term kind of thing here. They'll be upright because who considers growing sideways or growing downward? Who considers that kind of growth to be like super healthy? Uh, No, you'll be upright. You won't be bowing to every circumstance and every plot of the enemy. No, you're going to be upright. You will be useful. Useful for what? Not worldly purposes, not selfish gain. You'll be useful for God's kingdom, for his works. You'll be useful in getting yourself ready to spend eternity with Jesus. If you ain't excited about that, man, you got to get excited about that. That's your future, baby. And it's, it's gold. It's gold. They'll be useful in leading others to Jesus. They'll be useful in equipping the body of the saints. They'll be useful in witnessing, being a light for Jesus to a lost and hurting world that is looking 
for what only he can offer, you'll be useful. So that's encouraging. Am I right? You know, you're going to, you're going to grow like a cedar in Lebanon. You, my friend, you will be majestic and you will be stable, stable, stability. What kind of comfort does that word stable bring to us after say, you know, 2020, a year of instability, you will be stable. God's got a word for us here. And when God gives us a word, it is always, always fitting. Keep yourself planted in the house of the Lord, because right there in his courts, you will flourish. Stay in the word, be connected with other believers. And you know, at least one or two Christians in your life really should be challenging you in your faith somehow. I'm not meaning like critiquing you, criticizing you, harping on you, um, just constantly uh, imposing rules and law on you. I mean, helping you to grow toward greater freedom in Christ because Jesus died for us to have freedom. You know, Galatians 5, 1, it is for freedom then that you have been set free. Do not be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I'm not talking about that kind of um, challenging in your life. You know what I mean? Everybody can become a legalist so fast. So it's just so, it's our flesh vying to come back and, and put religion where Jesus put freedom. Uh, I'm talking about people who challenge you to grow in your faith in some way or another, um, which also would mean growing in your freedom, right? That's part of what I'm doing here. If you're believing God's promises, you're believing Jesus for the freedom he promised. And you're going to get some flack in the spiritual realm and in the real world realm with other people, many of whom would be religious people. That's all right. Expect it and keep vying for your freedom and other people's freedom. You need somebody speaking into your life. One or two Christians perhaps is all you may have right now who are really speak vying for your freedom, speaking godly challenges and growth, sanctification. They so much want you to be everything that God wants you to be in this life before you step into eternity. You know, we don't need just yes men in our lives. We need growers who spur us on toward love and good deeds. Like Hebrews 10, 24 says, spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Hebrews 10, 24. Uh, that's another memory verse possibly for you on uh, memory verse, memorize it Monday, memory verse Monday. So stay in prayer, in fellowship, in the word, and you're going to flourish. You will flourish. You're going to be growing in grace and you're going to thrive. You will thrive. You will bear fruit. And in your old age, you are going to keep on prospering. Okay. Um, so is anybody not excited about this word flourish right now? It continues, this, these verses, they continue by promising you, wait, there's more, like an infomercial, but wait, there's more. You will be vital. Vital, V-I-T-A-L. Hey, guess what? You are needed. You are necessary. You are mission critical, even in your old age. This could be a bit of a slap in the face of like a consumerism mentality that at times, you know, can leave you feeling like you're used up once you're not in those middle years of life where you're the worker being, you're contributing to society. But you know, this ain't no beehive and God doesn't ever set us aside. Set us apart. Yep. Set us aside. Nope. And you'll be fresh. F-R-E-S-H. You'll be fresh in your old age. Not like, uh, you know, that young man's getting fresh with my daughter. Not like that kind of fresh, like the slang term fresh from the old days, but um, but not wrinkle free, you know, not without any gray hair and all that, but spiritually you can be totally fresh in your old age, renewed. My grandfather who died at 96, he sure was, he sure was like continuing to be fresh up to his last days. Like, and man, he made an impact for the kingdom 
all the way to year 96. So the Amplified, it says you will be rich in trust and you should be. Elderly people have have so much under their belt, so to speak. They are rich in experience. You know what I mean? Like, and rich in love. And that's also promised here. You will be rich in love. Oh man, who loves better than an older person who has not allowed any bitterness to take root in their heart? I'm not sure anybody loves better than that kind of an elderly person. Um, You know, I just dare say nobody, nobody does. Uh, You will be rich in contentment. That sounds like something I need to keep looking forward to. Yes, I am called to live in a place of contentment right now, right? I'm called to live in a place of contentment right now. And so are you, of course. But I also want to look forward to my golden years when this passage promises I will be rich in contentment. Rich. That means something. There's layers there. That only comes that richness with with time. It's a promise to me in my youth. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Paul talked about learning to be content in any and every situation, whether rich or poor. And here, this is like another layer to that. When I am in my old age, I will be rich in contentment. I want to be able to look back over my life and just be content. That is a promise. You live this way. You believe this promise. You expect the Holy Spirit to work this out in your life tangibly, like actually make it a reality for you guess what? These promises are for you. You're going to be able to look back and be rich in contentment. My grandpa used to say, make good memories, because that's all you've got when you're older. Make good kingdom memories, and you'll be rich in contentment. That is, that's pretty significant. It really is. You are a living memorial right now. Right now, you're a living memorial. And your life is declaring that the Lord is upright, And he is faithful to his promises. Yes, he is. He is. Like, come on, get the fist pumping going on. Then, then in the very last part of verse 15, it's like a personal declaration. And it says, he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Like you're just boiling over with excitement over all these promises, over all this truth, over, over just the the vastness of how this will impact your life. How can you not say all these things are going to be true for me? All these things are promised to me. How can you not get excited and say, he is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. I hope that's your declaration today. Is Jesus your rock? Oh, he wants to be. He wants to be. Build on him and you will find yourself on solid ground in any and every storm. And what you build will outlast this world. It will. It really will. Okay. All right. So I probably need to settle down a little bit. I'm getting excited. Um, It's like I spoke at a, a conference earlier in was it the beginning of April or March? I don't remember it. Anyway, that was some of the people, it was in a, it was live. And so I could see some comments and some people were like, I didn't know we we're going to have church tonight and preach. And I just had to chuckle and think, oh my gosh, I get a little fired up, don't I? Okay. So those are our verses. And now let's look at that word flourish. You know how much I like to learn all the things and how I love books and reading and I love the meaning of words and blah, blah, blah. Um, A Strong's Concordance is truly a wonderful thing, y'all. It really is. So let's see what we can find here when we look at the word flourish and flourishing. In verse 14, the word flourishing is the Hebrew word rahanan. Okay, I probably said that all wrong. R-A-H-A-N-A-W-N, rahanan. If I said it wrong, I'm really sorry. It means to be green, verdant, fresh, luxuriant, full of leaves, growing profusely. Isn't that great? That's beautiful. Think about that. 
So in verse 14, the word flourishing means to be green, verdant, fresh, luxuriant, full of leaves growing profusely. And in verses 12 and 13, it's the Hebrew word parach, P-A-R-A-C-H, which means to break forth, to sprout, spread, grow, and to thrive. In one article, a cited article that I read um, from, it's uh, from the uh, you can find it. The original site for this one was the Institute for Faith, Work, and Economics, which sounds like, why were you looking there? Okay, look, I'm a researcher. It's just what I do. Okay, so in this one article that I read from that website, it stated that flourishing means peace or shalom in every direction. Peace in every direction. Shalom in every direction. Shalom. Nothing missing, missing nothing lacking. Peace in every direction. Um, peace or shalom. It's not just the absence of conflict, although that's pretty great. It's more than that, though. It's like the presence of the Lord's blessing. And that's a pretty positive thing, right? Okay, so I'm trying to condense what I learned from these articles and not like quote the whole thing. Um, and I can, I can add links or whatever if anybody's interested. But knowing the shalom, experience it, like if you really are experiencing it, that is knowing God's favor. To know this shalom, to experience it, is to know God's favor. He is looking your direction. I've talked about that before in one of my early podcasts. I, I made the drew the correlation between like if you're visiting the Queen of England for whatever reason and her eyes never leave you and she's watching you the whole time. Um, yeah, it's that times like 28 million bazillion when God looks at you. Really think about that. It's amazing. And that's what this is saying. It is, um, ah, he's looking your direction. He's noticing you with approval. Okay. So we're getting some more depth to the biblical meaning of the word flourish. You are flourishing when you know God's gracious presence in every part of your life. Okay. Let's add a bit more to our understanding, shall we? Because Hebrew um, and Hebrew poetry, which is, you know, the Psalms kind of fit into that category of Hebrew poetry. It has so much depth that one word can kind of miss that depth in the English language and translation. So it gets lost in translation. It really does. Think about freedom, like specifically freedom to worship the Lord God and also freedom at the same time to enjoy the fruits of your labors. That's real freedom right there. In this Psalm, the two go together side by side like glue. Real freedom is both of those things. It's not just one and not just the other. And Ezekiel 34, 25 gives more insight. If you'd like to look it up and read it sometime, make that a, a verse for your memory verse Monday. Okay. It's about God's gracious provision, provision, provision. I can't talk today. It's about God's gracious provision for us, coupled with the security that we have in him. You're not really secure outside of him. I know you know that, but I just want to remind you today that if you're, even if you're feeling kind of, woo man, I feel like I'm, I don't feel very secure right now. If you are in Christ, you are secure in him. It's a promise and he doesn't, he doesn't fail to keep even one little tiny bit of his promises. So this is about God's gracious provision for us, coupled with the security that we have in him. That is what it means to flourish in his courts, in our private lives in our public lives, in our work lives, social media lives, every single area, right there, we have God's peace, God's blessing, God's favor. So peace, it goes really far beyond a warm, fuzzy feeling. I think you're getting, you're picking up what I'm laying down. I'm thinking, right? You get my point. Okay. So would you say that this accurately or inaccurately sums up things for you in your life right now? 
at this current point in time. This is not a judgment zone. No, like if you are growing in God's grace, and by that I mean, if you want to have all that he can possibly give you in this life, and you want to just roll on into eternity, like blazing hot with love for Jesus and love for people, and super excited about what's next, because it is exciting. Like after your last heartbeat, you're not likely going to, you know, like, listen, if that's how you're living, you're not going to miss something big from God. I am, this is a no judgment zone. I'm not saying, are you living this way right now? No, I'm saying get excited about the possibility of living this way, of experiencing all of the fullness of these promises, this, this overarching huge promise to flourish in everything, in all things, in every season and at all times, no matter if you're five or 105, you can flourish. He wants you to. Like if you're, if you have a heart like that, if that's what you're seeking, you're not going to miss some big thing from God. You're not going to miss it. You won't. He knows what you need in order to hear him speaking just to you. Y-O-U, baby. He knows who's drifting through life and who needs a real encounter with him to kind of kickstart their passion for life again. He knows. He knows if you really want to hear from him, if you really want to see him moving, if you really want to experience the miraculous, he knows. And if you're feeling like maybe you're not flourishing in all these ways that Psalm 92 is mentioned here, then pray and ask God to take your mustard seed of faith, your belief, even if it's not very big, if it feels tiny to you, to take it and uh, say, Lord, I, I know that you have, um, you have good for me. Your will for me is what's said here in Psalm 92. So take my mustard seed of faith and do something awesome with it. He'll answer that prayer. He really, he really will. He really will. Um, I guarantee it. Who was that? That Cajun cook? Remember that? I guarantee. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of how I'm, that was a horrible Cajun accent, but I guarantee, I guarantee God keeps his word. I can make that guarantee because it's not really me making it. It's the Lord, the Lord, the God of heaven's armies promises this to you. Whoa. Okay. So we're living in this tension, right? Of being saved and also awaiting what heaven is going to bring. We have so much that he's blessed us with, and we also have hope for all the rest of what he has for us. That's living in the tension of, you know, being a Christian in the world. That's a healthy tension in which to live. It really is. That's healthy. You feel it sometimes and it's not fun. You don't enjoy it, but it's healthy. Um, Not everything that is healthy is super fun. Exercise for me with my tachycardia is not fun. It is a miserable feeling, but healthy doesn't always have to feel fun. Eating that salad can seem a lot less fun than eating the ice cream, but is it healthy? So that's a healthy place to live. Uncomfortable maybe a little bit? Yes, but just recognize it for what it is. Why is this, why am I feeling this angst? It could just be that you're, that you're in that tension of, um, Yes, I have it, but I don't have all of it yet, if that makes sense. So um, if you feel like a defeated underdog, though, then that's not living in a healthy tension. That's a different thing altogether. So if you need like a boost, a boon from the Lord, I want to encourage you today to ask him for it. Ask him for it. Even if you ask like nervously, ask and keep on asking. Even if you got to keep asking nervously, keep asking. Knock on the door of this flourishing life. And keep knocking until the Lord opens it for you. He has promised, he's promised that he will open it, right? He's promised that he will open the door if we'll just keep knocking. So knock away. Now, I'm not saying if you pray long enough, a million bucks is going to land in your wallet overnight supernaturally. I'm not saying that because that's not really, 
you know, poof in your wallet. That's not promised to us in the word of God. But I am saying you can knock and keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking, ask and keep on asking until you have this, what's promised here in Psalm 92, because it is in God's will. He put it in his word as a promise to us. So it is his will. It's like, if it's in there, if it's in God's word as a promise, if it's in there, like prego, it's in there. So ask for that. Seek Jesus for that. Knock and knock and keep on knocking for this flourishing. God wants you to flourish. God wants you to flourish. That's why this is in his word, so that you can know that you know that you know that this is his will for you. And you can pray his will. Yeah, pray his will. Pray God's word back to him. Pray his will. And when you're praying God's will, you're praying God's word, you're not praying amiss. You're just not. I hope that kind of makes some sense and that you are seeing what God put in his word for you to see here, to believe for this, to experience this amply and to the utmost. Flourishing is your heritage. And I really want you to get the absolute most flourishing life you possibly, possibly can. Okay. Um, a little longer on the giveaway to celebrate 60 episodes. Uh, the giveaway is either a copy of my book, The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Promises Devotional, which is on Amazon, a print copy, not an ebook. Um, and if you already have the book, um, you'll get a gift card, which is like, you know, 10 bucks because that's what the book costs. So share the podcast. That's how you get an entry. And let me know you shared it. Every share is another entry. Email me at janelbert at outlook.com and let me know if you've entered, say, X number of times. And on May 1st, dun, 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 I'll pick a winner using a random name picker app. So, um, and also, this is kind of fun. Like when I hit my 50th episode, I did not know this, but my family had this little, um, it's not little, it's really awesome. It's, it's not huge, but it's big. Like this, it's kind of a, it's a trophy, it's a major award. They had a major award made for me. It's a mic on a stand and it's um, the inscription says 50th, 50th episode milestone of the Burt Not Ernie show. And isn't that sweet? Isn't that so great? And most podcasts don't make it past like episode 13. Um, a big hunk of them never get past episode seven. So how sweet of them to make this surprise for me. I got it and I opened it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing. So I have this little mic you know, major award trophy on my desk that says 50th episode milestone of my podcast. So thank you for being a part of the milestone. And this is episode 61. So I feel like, um, I don't feel like I'm running out of content yet because God's promises, I don't know that they're ever going to cease. I set this thing up so that per my little, um, uh, the tech side of it, I can go to, uh, 999 episodes because the odds are I'm not going to podcast past that point. If you think about, you know, 50 episodes a year. It takes a long time to get to 999. But that's just, that's still under a thousand promises. That's still just beginning to mine the depths of what God has for us. So get in his word, get after it and celebrate your milestones. Like my family was so great to actually really celebrate a milestone that I was kind of like, yeah, you know, that's a nice number 50 and kept rolling and they celebrated it. Uh, Celebrate your milestone, celebrate somebody else's. You could bless them enormously the way I was blessed. Um, yeah, do it. Get after it because what you've accomplished matters to the kingdom of God. Okay, so that is it for this episode. Have a really blessed and flourishing day. You know, flourish. All right. Thanks for being here. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. 
Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.